look. It looks like joy. It looks like pain. It looks like sunshine after many seasons of rain. It looks like rain after a season of drought. It looks like addressing those fears and overcoming doubts. Healing is a necessity for your soul. If you want to grow to your fullest potential, healing has to be the goal. You are now listening to Healing the Soul. Enjoy the journey and let's heal. Hey family, welcome to another episode of Healing the Soul podcast. It's your host, Saved with Sauce. And today I am so excited. I have a special guest joining me. Um, I have the one, the only, the author of Real Relationship Goals, Alicia Myers, the life coach, the just a jack of all trades, <laughs> joining me on this episode. Um, and today we are going to be unpacking a lot. Um, you know, it's the day after Valentine's Day and a lot of people are in their feelings or, you know, dealing with just a lot of different emotions during this time period, whether it's wishful thinking, whether it's bitterness, whether it's feeling lonely or whether it's whether it's you enjoying your singleness or enjoying your relationship, your marriage or whatever it is. But many people are dealing with a lot of different emotions around this time period. And we wanted to just unpack real relationship goals. Um, yeah, we it's so much to say, so much to say, so much to unpack. So we're going to just hop right in. So um, the first question that matter of fact, before even starting with questions, I'll give you the moment to introduce yourself. So hi, everybody. My name is Alicia Myers, and I just wrote this book called Real Relationship Goal, which was inspired um, <clears throat> by me having to go through different channels of having different relationship, I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a book about how to, um, how to establish, you know, real relationship goals because the, a lot of times people don't take relationships seriously. And when, where I, where I grew up, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> relationship is a big part of your life progress process. And I feel like it's something that we should value a lot more. Okay. Okay. So I guess the first question that I'm going to start with is, and honestly, we both can speak to this question. Um, for majority of the other questions, I'm going to let you do most of the talking because they hear from me every week. <laughs> um, but the first question I think we both can speak to, but I'm going to start with how would you define love? Well, my best definition of love is in 1 Corinthians 13 and <clears throat> says love is patient. It's my formula mm -hmm. for love um, in my marriage, in my relationship with my friends. Um, it says love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It always it's not self-seeking. It always edifies. Um I'm just paraphrasing it, so, but it's in 1 Corinthians 13, so wherever I'm, it's not prideful. So when you look at those things, it makes you examine yourself of how are you loving in your relationship? Are you the type of friend that boasts a lot about yourself? Are you prideful in your marriage? 
Are you arrogant? Are you selfish? Are you self-seeking? So when I look at those things, I like to examine myself like, am I selfish? Am I, do I keep records of wrong? Which everybody does. <laughs> we keep record of wrong in friendship and marriage. So when you look at that, it's like, do I keep record of wrong? I do keep record of wrong. I need to work on that area. And it's kind, you know, so, and it's patient. And that word alone, patience, helped me develop in my relationship, even with my husband. Mm-hmm. I have to be patient. Yeah. You know, so that's my formula. I don't know about everybody else, but that's my formula. Yeah, patience is a virtue. <laughs> but um I love that because for me, I think um I think when I think about love, I do think about that scripture because for one, that scripture really makes you to like you said, examine yourself. Like it makes you really say all right like am I showing love in this regard like like you were saying like love keeps no record of wrongdoing like that's what the scripture says and how many times do we find ourselves in situations whether it's the relationship marriage friendships when it's like oh but you did this or like you know how sometimes women are like I find it funny how you did a b c d you know and it's just like no but love don't keep no record of wrong and so Considering like when you think about that definition, the biblical definition of it, it's like, yeah, it constantly makes you examine yourself. Um, I think another thing that I'd say, like when I think about love, I think of it being a word that's that's like the definition is proven in actions. Like it's definitely an action where I remember um, growing up, this saying that I always used to hear was like, love is what love does. And love looks like sometimes like, sometimes it looks like putting yourself or, or, or saying it sometimes it looks like putting yourself aside and considering the other person. Like sometimes it looks like, all right, I got to compromise. Sometimes it looks like, you know, um, I can't be selfish. Sometimes it look like, look, I got to show up for you because, and push aside, you know, some things because you need me. Like, so love is definitely a word that's shown in action. And one of the things um, that I would think about love is that it's not, it's, 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 it, it makes you, it will cost you. Yeah. Love will cost you. Sometimes it will cause you to be hurt. You know, sometimes it will cause you to, um, um, even change who you are, you know, your makeup, yeah. but, um, you'll know when you love, um, based upon how far you're willing to go mm-hmm. for the person that you're in a relationship with. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. So... There, I was about to say something in regards to that. Um, okay, I remember what I was about to say. I remember one time I was speaking and I was talking about love and I was saying how love is something that cannot be measured, yeah. but it's shown, it's demonstrated in the measures that a person is willing to go. Like, and that's just, that's just fact. Like, if you want to talk biblical, like Jesus love was shown for us by the measures that he was willing to go, which was getting on a cross and dying. And so it's just like, love has no measures, but it's shown in the measures that someone is willing to go to prove like, I love you. That's so deep though. That's so dope. (laughs) That needs to be on a (laughs) t-shirt. Um, So in the book, Real Relationship Goals, one of the things that you spoke about in the book was foundations. Mm -hmm. And whatever the foundation of a relationship is built on, that's what will be reaped from it. So can you talk more about that 
and then also share what a healthy relationship should be built on. So foundation, when I look at a foundation, foundation is um, is a build. It's like the material, the the layer of what you used to build. So any relationship, you got to look at the foundation. I always say in my book, one of the things that I talked about was what is in your foundation. So when you're dating a guy, I was I had this conversation with a friend of mine. Look at his foundation. Mm-hmm. Like what's in his foundation? Is he an angry person? Mm-hmm. Whatever they show you, that's in their foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like the foundation matters and it will actually tell you what kind of relationship are you going to have. If the person is a liar, like part of the foundation part of my book, I talked about building fundamentals, black lies and white lies mm-hmm. that we tell in a relationship and which one is healthy. You know, you sometimes you have people in a relationship, they're a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. You know, that's in your foundation. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a uh, meet a guy and he's lazy, that's his foundation. <laughs> that's going to tell you that when you guys get together, he ain't going to be a workaholic. So then if you see these traits in their foundation, why expect different later on in the relationship? Yeah. Look at the foundation right. and assess the foundation. So I was talking to a girlfriend of mine. I'm going to use this example. And the guy was a workaholic and her and the guy kind of like split up Mm -hmm. after a couple months of talking on the phone and you know and I said to her I said well um I I, of course I talked to her about my book but then I said to her I said well when you look at his foundation judging by what you're saying that right there told you that he wasn't ready for a relationship Mm -hmm. because no man works 70 hours a week is ready for a relationship when do you have time to date Mm -hmm. When do you have time for me? So I said, well, that's your fault because you wasted your time thinking he was in a relationship. He's ready for a relationship. I said, a man that is ready for a relationship, they have a regular nine to five. (laughs) They're off on the weekends. (laughs) They make time. Mm -hmm. They're not working 60 hours a week. You're a single brother. What are you working 60 hours a week for? (laughs) That alone should tell you his foundation is telling you he's not ready for a relationship. So then why do you think three months into the relationship he broke it off? He said he has a lot going on. That was expected Mm -hmm. because his foundation was already telling you he was not ready. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times women need to look into the foundation of men to us before you even start going into these relationships. It will save you a lot of heartache, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, we don't have time to waste. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't have time to invest in foolishness. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to invest. We trying to get married. We trying to build healthy relationship, even in friendship. If you have that friend that never goes out their way for you, that's their foundation. Every time they have an excuse, that's not a healthy relationship. It's lopsided. Mm-hmm. You know, so always look at things in a person's foundation. Um, if you have someone that is emotional, then some things in the foundation we're able to deal with. Mm-hmm. But I assess it like how my kids are going to be. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna think like long term. Like, long term. Like, okay, how is this going? Can I build with this? Like, yeah, there's no person that's perfect. You know, like there's no person that's perfect. So you're gonna come across people 
and there may be some things that's like mm-hmm. in the foundation, but I feel like we pick and choose what we, you know, what we want to deal with, what yeah. we want to accept. Yes, what's tolerable. Right. Yeah. One of the, another thing um is that uh, um I was talking about too is even with the women. So let's not get on the men. Even with the women, like yeah, I was about to say, no, I was about to say, fellas. <laughs> The women, oh Lord, if you meet a woman and she likes to spend money, that's in her foundation. She, you can't save with her. <laughs> that's not building material. I mean, some situations that's workable because we all like to shop. Like, I like to spend money, my husband does. Mm-hmm. So we meet each other halfway, yeah. you know? So, but I know when time comes to sp- um, pay the bills, to pay the bills, some women don't have that. Yeah. They don't care about the bills, mm-hmm. you know? And then another thing is if they can't cook, they can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's in their foundation. I mean, it's something that they can learn later on in life because my daughter didn't know how to cook and she learned eventually. <laughs> but even with the women, um, one of the things that's in my book is, are you a trophy or are you a tool? Mm. You know, because a lot of women, they're perfecting their body, perfecting their makeup, build themselves themselves up to be a trophy, but not a tool. And then they wonder why they're not in relationship. A lot of these men don't want to build with you. Mm-hmm. They just see you as something that they can show off. Yes. But then when it comes time to building, because listen, after a while, a man wants to build. They don't always want to play. Yeah. After some point of playing, they want to build mm-hmm. and they're not going to build with you that they've been showing off for like two years. Mm-hmm. Notice they always go and marry someone that they can build with. Mm-hmm. And then we get mad like, oh, how are you going to do this to me? I did everything for you. No, you was just a trophy, mm-hmm. but you never went from being because it's OK to be a trophy. But put yourself in the process of building. Mm-hmm. Go to school, get your degree, mm-hmm. you know, instead of adding layers to your butt and um, doing your nose and making your boobs bigger like these girls are doing nowadays. That's all well and good because I'm a tattoo. But, <laughs> you know. Be a trophy and a tool. You can, you can have the best of both worlds, you know, but don't just be a trophy. And if you're a tool, you you need to be a trophy too because you got to give your man something to look at. So that's, you know. <laughs> Um, what do you, what would you say that a healthy relationship is built on? So a healthy relationship is built on trust. I would say honesty, um, communication. Um, I used to say sex, but no, that's not healthy or that's not a healthy relationship. Um, it's those three things, trust, honesty, communication, because after a while of, being married, you realize sometimes sex is important, but it's not that important. But you always want to communicate, mm-hmm. even through the process. Because I don't, you know, don't rebuke me, Christian people. But <laughs> but you know, the thing is that because you can have good sex, but then the communication sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes as you know, you may go through things that. Sex can't cure, Mm -hmm. you know, so you need to communicate and you might not be comfortable to talk to your spouse about it or 
even in friendship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that part is not important. It is important. But it, people tend to put that at the, the top of the pyramid. And it's not that important. What you need is trust. And you need to have communication. And one of the things that I do say is understanding because um, in communication, you can communicate and the person don't understand. And I always like to use myself as an example. Um, My husband and I, we used to bicker a lot, you know, in the beginning of our marriage and I was like, oh, my God, like, when is this going to end? And I'm the type of person I don't like to talk too much, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, again, we're going to have this conversation. But the problem is I never tried to understood what he was saying, Mm -hmm. you know. So later on in life, as I got older, like the Bible said, when I was a child, Mm -hmm. because I was childish, I'm admitting it. I never been married before. Mm -hmm. That was my first marriage. And a lot of old ways I took into my marriage. So then as I got older, I started realizing that communication is listening and it's understanding Mm -hmm. what the person is is saying. And then afterwards, applying whatever the change is. Mm -hmm. It's not just listening and understanding, but then still being that same person. It's listening and understanding and, you know, understanding where that person is coming from. Because my thing used to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I hear you, you know, like Mm -hmm. that. And he's like, don't do that. I'm like, what am I doing? But what I realized was what I was doing was not taking his feelings deeply into consideration. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, okay, you got to have and then you got to choose. Everything doesn't need to be communicated and nitpick, Mm -hmm. you know, because that becomes so annoying. So I had to choose what's important. Like I was talking to my cousin one day and I said, you know what? I've learned, even writing this book, I've learned so much about myself. It helped me change as a woman Mm -hmm. writing it. (laughs) Um, I said, I need to stop asking questions or having conversations that I'm looking for answers and start having conversation to find a solution. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we have conversation and we just want answers. And it's like, okay, where's the solution? Now that you got the answer, you know? So I said, you know, I got to start having conversation where, okay, this is what it is. What are we going to do about it? Right. You know, rather than tell me, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'd rather just have these conversations that are healthy and not, not like petty, mm-hmm. you know, like how I used to have them, you know, and we get them in the beginning of marriage. We get very petty. Like, why you leave the toilet seat? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that used to get on my husband's nerve. But it's like, as you get older and you're married, you learn to have healthy conversation. Because it's like, all right, now let's not have these conversations anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I think trust, honesty, and um, communication. I want to speak more to that to the communication aspect because I feel like um, I feel like. Communication is key in any relationship. Like in order for you to maintain a healthy relationship, you have to know how to communicate and communicate effectively. Because there are some times that people communicate and in the midst of them communicating, they're not expressing the right way. They may say something, but it's said in a wrong tone. And it's like, it's not what you say, it's how you go about saying it. So I'm saying like communication and communicating effectively. And one of the reasons why I also agree with the communication aspect is because I remember when I was younger, Mm -hmm. my mother 
Um, she used to tell me and my siblings because in the house growing up, my my it was just all girls. Mm-hmm. Like it was all girls. Um, my brother is the oldest, but he was out of the house early. So it was all girls. And so my mother would have certain conversations with us as we began to grow. And I remember one time she was sharing, like, when you get married, she was like, sex is not everything in marriage. And like, it's not, she was like, it's not everything because she said, suppose their marriage is for better or worse. So suppose it comes a time where something happens and you or your partner can't perform or something. So what are you going to do? Walk out on a marriage? And so like, it's not, you know, it's uh, of course, it's it's a, it's a part of the relationship, but it's not the end all be all. And like, I think that's what we live in a generation or a world where a lot of things is, or a lot of like, a lot of things, a lot of things that society portrays and people, all of that stuff. It's like over-sexualized. And it's just like, before even, you know, like you, you have to, like there's so much more that comes along with that. First of all, like there's there's you know the soul ties aspect of it. You it's it's all of that. Like and that's why that's why you do it in marriage. But um, <laughs> but I have a question. And so you had made a statement in the book where um, the statement was: we often dive into the water without knowing how deep it is. Mm -hmm. and it was like it was like the statement was basically like trying to find out it was speaking to finding out like if a person is the right one or not like and so can you share more about that and like what do you think that a person has to do like what what do you think a person has to do to realize or what what are some things that you feel like they have to pick up to you know try to realize like is this the right one for me so that part, um, I compared it to swimming and like swimming, sometimes we think the water is, you know, not that deep. Mm-hmm. And with a relationship, um, we tend to dive in like one part. One of the most important thing I said is friendship. Mm-hmm. People forgot about being friends in relationship. Yeah. And that's the foundation of any really like there's times we don't value friendship and relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't get to know the person. Right. Yeah, we don't spend time getting to know the person. And when I say dive in, meaning you start having sex, you start putting expectations on the man, mm-hmm. and it's all of that stuff without even knowing if he's a shallow person. Mm-hmm. He does it if he wants to be in a relationship, yeah. you know? So that's what I, I meant when I say we dive in without knowing how deep it is, yeah. you know? So sometimes in a friendship... Um, you get to know the person a lot more. Right. Yes, you fall in love with the person more. Yeah, yeah like my husband and I, um, before we got married, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about an ex I broke up with. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to spend time on the... And, you know, this is while I was in church. I was engaged. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going through something. And he was like just that person that was there to 
you know, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he mainly listened. And I value that so much yeah. that he would listen. Sometimes I would fall asleep talking and he'll still be on the phone. I'm like, you still on the phone? So, you know, he was, she was just there. He wasn't looking for nothing from me. He wasn't trying to get with me like that. He was just there. And even though I wasn't like attracted to him, I became attracted to him mm-hmm. because of those, those, those things, mm-hmm. you know, those, those things that he, those qualities that he has. So a lot of times we tend to meet a guy automatically we think relationship, mm-hmm. you know, we think, Oh, is that the guy I'm going to marry? Then we start putting expectations mm-hmm. on the guy. Yeah. And then sometimes you don't even know if that's what God has for you. Right. We, because you don't, you don't cast out the, the 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 hook to reel him in, and then start putting this expectation on him to become the person that, you know. One thing I I, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, you know, when you meet a guy, and he asks you what you like, don't share everything with him about what you like, because then they're gonna eventually do what you like. You need to say, when I see it, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because then when you see it you know that's him being genuine mm-hmm. and it's not him just trying to please you or trying to impress you because a lot of times these these guys they try to impress you and then sometimes it's good impression you know and then sometimes it's not a good impression mm-hmm. because it's fake mm-hmm. it's not who they really are you know so I always say you know don't even tell them I like this I like walks on the beach I like watching a movie I like when I you know, a man that cooks and he probably never cook a day in his life. <laughs> he probably never walked on the beach. I'm not saying some men doesn't do it when they want to be with the person, but say when I see it, I would like it because a man that really want to get with you, he would go ask his homeboys. He will ask his sisters. I really like this girl. What can I do to impress her? And a woman knows what a woman likes, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, this is what women like. You should try this. But a lot of times we, we talk too much. And we put too much expectations on relationships. So that's um, that's what I meant by diving in without knowing how deep it is. Um, get to know the person. Don't automatically call somebody a friend if they haven't proven themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's levels to this. Yeah. Like I got to get to know you. Yeah. I got to build. I got to see you, get to know you, know if certain traits about you. But I'm not going to like, oh, this is my bestie, whatever, you know, or this is the this is so and so. I like to get to know people, like to feel them out before I even start claiming. Right. Yeah. So that's right. That's just like that just goes to um that speaks to like, you know, the saying like how some relationships it's tested by time mm-hmm. like you know um like you like will that person show up and it was one thing that you had said when you spoke about um you spoke about like having a friendship establishing a friendship and like you know also just like some of the expectations i think a lot of times people put expectations on on a person prematurely it's like you know like start demanding so many different things too quickly prematurely and i feel like i agree with you know the like the point that you made in regards to like having establishing a friendship first like that was the same thing before um before my husband and i became exclusive before we started courting we had a friendship like and it was just like it was that that was actually what caused 
what we had to blossom because it was like, all right, yeah, the the friendship just continued to grow. It was like we could talk to each other for hours and not get bored. We could talk to each other for hours. And it's just like you're so easy to talk to. Like you just you just get me, you know. And so I think um, a lot of times like people put expectations and they put requirements on people too early. And it's just like, take the time to get to learn the person to understand like their personhood and, you know, all of those different things. Can I, and another thing, what I, what I do notice in establishing a relationship, there's times when you, like I was telling someone, I said, there's times when I can't stand my husband being married to him. Like, no, no, let me rephrase that. There's times when we get into arguments and, you know, like married couple do and he's on one side of the room and I'm on one side of the room. But the funny thing is we have that friendship. So I'd be like, oh, guess what? So-and-so did. But we, we not talking as husband and wife. And you'd be like, what? You know, like, and I'd be like, like and we'll, we'll talk and laugh and then go back to our normal way. So sometimes even in marriage, the friendship keeps the marriage going, you know, but if you never establish like a friendship with that man, it's like, you know, that's it. All he has is when y'all not talking, he goes out there and he cheats on you with that person because he doesn't have that friendship with you. But when someone has that friendship with you, they're considerate. They're thoughtful. You know, they're like, you know what? I know we we having our problems right now, but I care about this person too much to do certain things, you know? So, yeah. So interesting. I'm glad you do mention that point because the next question that I was going to ask, because like a lot of times in today's relationship, people have struggles with certain different things. And that's why relationships don't last. Like that's why, you know, even sometimes to be honest, that's, that's why some like marriages don't last. You know, I'm new to the game. I'm not going to speak, you know, for the whole married population, but I do know from what society portrays, like what, when it comes down to relationships and marriage and all of those different things. And so um, you had talked about some struggles, like you, you talked about a, a couple of different things, but our, how I viewed it is like, sh- like struggles that people have today. So like the willingness to commit pride, um, you know, people settling. And then like another thing you spoke about was submission. So out of those four um, you could choose to speak to one out of the four. I'll choose one to speak to, and then you could choose to speak to one out of the four. And like anything, any point that you want to make in regards to any of those or just anything. So I think I'm going to choose um, um, except the will, uh, which was the other one? The, willing, the willingness to commit pride, settling, and submission. Settling. Okay. I'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> so settling to me is a lot of times we settle because we feel like time is running out or we settle because we feel like we had a lot of failed attempts. Mm-hmm. You know, we settle because we feel like, you know, we're not going to get anything better. Mm-hmm. You know, we settle because we don't want to lose. I'll keep it right there. Sometimes we don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone we settle for like a, a lot of reason, but in the book I talk I talked about um, failed attempts. 
And the question was, does Phil the them cause you to settle? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it does. Like if you are a woman that have many failed attempts when it comes to relationship, you start accepting whatever comes your way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are a person that um, don't have luck with friends, you start settling for whoever comes your way, mm-hmm. you know? So we start every, every, every failed attempt is a lowering of our standards. Oh, wow. yes. We start lowering our standards. We start taking stuff off the standard list. Okay. Maybe I'm a little bit, maybe I shouldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be this way. Yeah. You know? So you start crossing out things on the sta- the list of standards that you have. And then eventually you become nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Oh, you know what? It is what it is. If I meet a guy, as long as he's nice, you know, and I'm not saying this is the case for everybody, but I feel like it does causes you to settle. So settling is, um, in, in, in some aspect, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's really not healthy because you're settling for something that you don't like. Mm -hmm. You're settling for something you're not happy with. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times we settle in relationship. That man could be cheating on us 10 times. And we settle because we're afraid to lose. You know, a lot of times people don't want to lose. Sometimes people don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. Loneliness causes us to settle. That's true. You know, not knowing that sometimes loneliness is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it doesn't get overwhelming at times, but... Sometimes us married folks, we like to be lonely. <laughs> we like to be alone. I like to be alone sometimes. You know, sometimes we like telling my husband, give me my break. You know, just go out, whatever. Because I just like to be with myself and just think, you know. But loneliness does cause us to to settle. You know, we've been alone. Sometimes our biological clock, I'm 40, I'm not married yet, you know, cause us to settle. So we settle for like various of reasons, you know, and that's just what we do. And that's something that we should really think about. Like, you got to be worth the wait. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Especially marriage is worth the wait. Right. It's not worth settling for something. And you're even in church, we, we, we tend to marry because we've been waiting for too long. Mm-hmm. You know, and then having a failed marriage, end up having a failed marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's just those things that you got to just continue to ask God to just keep you. And, oh, I'm just going to share this. Then I'm going to pass it to you. I remember like when I was single, I was telling my friend and I wanted to get married so bad because out of all my friends, they all got married young. Mm-hmm. Rakisha got married at 18. My other friend got married. No, she got married at 18. My other friend got married at 20. And I'm like, I'm the only one not married. That caused you to settle too. Yeah. If you're like the only one in the group not married, you're like, wait a minute. I got to ever get married. Yeah. So I had just started going to church and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I want what God has for me, especially after the relationship I had. I did not want another failed attempt. Mm-hmm. So sometimes failed attempts should cause you to bring your standards up even higher. Yeah. You know? Right. But instead, we tend to lower it, you know? So I was like, no, I want what God, what God has for me because that done that relationship almost killed me. Yeah. You know? So I was like, I used to go to church. And I, when I used to go with my friends to the lingerie store, they, I, would be, I would be picking up lingerie. They're like, what you picking up lingerie for? You ain't got nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so 
was like, yes, I do. I have a man and his name is Jesus, you know? <laughs> so they used to laugh at me like, why is she picking up lingerie? I used to be picking up all the sexy lingerie. And they just was like, she probably got somebody on the side. I'm like, no. So anyway, my thing was to go home and I used to spray perfume on my bed mm-hmm. and, you know, light my candles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And just tell God, just be not like, like, and read my Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was corny, but if we could, <laughs> yes, because I was like, God, if I can do it for a man, I can do it for you. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, <laughs> oh my God. So yes, I was like, I had the lingerie, the perfume like, and the candle. I heard people say, I heard people say, I know y'all probably are listening like, wait, what? Did she really just say that? <laughs> because I've heard people say like, all right, I'm content with Jesus, but I ain't never hear what she just said. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness one I would thing the light in the candle <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting ready and then i would just read and worship oh, that is that's hilarious <laughs> one thing <laughs> don't try that at home y'all <laughs> but one thing i would say right um just just um in regards to settling one thing that i would say like i'm i'm gonna just share and it's gonna be quick because the point that i really want to talk about is submission but one thing i would talk about is settling it's like all of the different things that um that she was mentioning as to why people settle i like i remember prior to marriage i was single for like i want to say like three and a half years like i was single for a little while and i remember my friends used to like for me one thing that people have an issue with is like people don't enjoy their singleness for me it was like look my siblings were, you know, my siblings were like getting married and all of those, I'm getting engaged, all of those wonderful things. And it's like, I'm celebrating the people that's around me, Mm -hmm. but just because I see what's happening around me, that don't mean that I'm in a rush to be like, oh yeah, I'm willing to just Mm -hmm. settle. Like from, I remember my father, my father used to make jokes like, man, like what's going on? I see people pursuing you like, and you not like, and I'm just like, look, cause these are the standards that I see set and not that I'm not you know it's, it it wasn't even so much that I wasn't open-minded or anything like that it was just like all right these are the standards that I set and I'm not if I'm gonna do something and I'm gonna commit to something someone forever then I I can you know like I know my worth and I can get like I could get what I want and I don't have to settle and so I'm gonna speak more to self-worth in the next episode but the one thing that I want to say with you to you guys in regards to like some of the things that people struggle with today and the point that I want to speak to is submission um because so many times I feel like because of pride I feel like you know because people are set in their ways people have a hard time submitting and submission 
honestly, when, when before, when I used to hear the term submission or when people spoke about submission, they spoke about it as if it was only for the woman's job to do, but submission I'm learning and I've learned in marriage that submission is a thing that works both ways. As I submit to you, you also, you know, like submit to, it's a, it's a thing. It works both ways. We submit to one another. And like, of course, you know, for the woman you submit and the man is the head, like, but still at the same time, the man also has a duty to submit as well. And I think for me, one of the things that like submission has taught me, I would say it's like when you're with someone who makes it easy to submit because of how they lead, yeah. like that, you know, it's just like, it's like, I don't mind, I don't mind submitting. Like I could, I remember before I used to say when I was single, like, listen, because I was a person who was like, all right, you're a strong, independent woman, all of those different things. And it's like, that's nice. That's wonderful. Like, you know, but I want to be able to take off my cape. Like, I don't want to be superwoman all the time. And it's just like, I can submit and you make it easy for me to just follow or for me to just like, you know, yield to, all right, like, this is this is what you're saying. All right, cool. Like, I'm on board with it because of the way that you lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I'd say to you guys is when considering, uh, you know, a person for long term, like when you're considering a person for a long term, and the goal is marriage. Mm-hmm. Think about how that person lead. Yes. Think about how that person lead. And that goes for both as like, well, no, that goes most. So I'm speaking to the women, but also fellas, like when you're thinking about someone and you're thinking about long term and like, can I submit to this woman? The Bible says that the heart of uh, uh, the heart of her, of her husband trust in her. So like, can you trust this woman with your heart? You know, like, can you trust her to, can you trust her to cover you in prayer? Can you trust her to like, you know, if you need her to just hold it down at any capacity and that's not just talking about like finances, but that's talking about like, all right, you're having a rough moment. Can you trust her to be strong? Like, and so submission works both ways. And that's like, the last point that I want to say. So just to add to what you were saying about submission, a lot of times men want us to submit, but they don't love us the way we need to be loved. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes like sub- culture teaches us that submission is control. Mm-hmm. And yeah, submission is control, especially I'm from the West Indies. We are taught that Submission is control, Mm -hmm. you know, where the man controls the woman and the woman must obey the man. I'm all for that. And I love my husband. He's a great man of God. He's a great father, great husband. And I will submit to him any day because he makes it easy, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not controlling. But me that grew up in a family that's predominantly women, and I saw things that happened and I saw how men controlled them, like, in the Western, Western, the West Indian culture, you know, the men lay in the bed, women brings them the food, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but my husband taught me that it's not always me bringing you bringing me food. Let me bring you food. Yeah. Let me give you breakfast in bed. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I thought that that was the only way that you, the men lay in the bed. 
And you bring them the food. Yeah. Or they you gotta bring them I do bring my husband to dinner, but it's just the, the mentality mm-hmm. of how we grew up sometimes causes us to um look at submission wrong. Yeah. So if you're not if you're in a culture that teaches you that submission is control, it's hard for you to submit. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're going to think that that person is trying to control you. So then I thought my husband was like trying to control me until he said, I'm not here to control you. I'm here to work with you. So submission is like working side by side, mm-hmm. submitting to that, that person's viewpoint. And it's not a form of control. Even sometimes in the church, we think submission is controlling our spouse. No. Yeah. You know, my husband works. I pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we work together. Yeah. When things happen, we work together. Mm-hmm. We make decisions about the kids together. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, we do it together. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? If he's going to spend money, we talk about it. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. And it doesn't make him a wimp. Is He knows what submission is. Right. We both submit to each other. Exactly. You know, so I just wanted to elaborate on that. And then, like I said, Sometimes a woman's defense of why they're rebellious, if that man is not loving you properly, he's not doing his job. Like you said, you don't want to be the one wearing the cape all the time. You want to take off your cape. Not you per se, but sometimes a woman don't want to feel like they're doing everything. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That makes it hard for you to submit. So a lot of times, love your woman right. Mm -hmm. You will get a submissive person. (laughs) You know, so. This woman also looks for security. So fellas, if you're listening, I know it was a lot of points that was made in regards to the women. But fellas, if you're listening, women also look for security. So um, and with that, when we feel secure, when we feel safe, it's like. You could have the world on a platter. <laughs> but the last thing um, I want to say to you guys, um, thank you. One, thank you for tuning in, for, you know, listening to the was the wisdom, the nuggets that was dropped in this episode. But um, I know we spoke a lot about relationships and you know like those different kind of things like different aspects different things that come along with relationships but one thing that I want to conclude with and I'm going to talk more about this topic in the next episode is the real relationship first starts with like yourself working on yourself being the best version of yourself before you can show up for somebody else or show up for a man or a woman you gotta first show up for you and so we'll talk more about that in this next um the next episode we'll dive into the topic self-worth but i hope you guys enjoyed um continue to stay tuned continue to journey um journey with with me with um healing the soul podcast so as i always say let's journey together let's thrive let's heal